All right, this is Mr. Carby here doing uh, doing a podcast for my instructional supervision review assignment for Dr. Moss. I'm coming to you live from Flat Rock Middle School. So, Mrs. Reed, uh, what kinds of feedback are you giving to your students this year, and do you notice a strategy that works best to keep them engaged? When we started virtual last year in the spring, we had um, we were just using Infinite Campus, and I found that when students have missing assignments, that was our biggest problem, and it's still a, a quite a big problem. In virtual this year but I found that if I would put a link to the assignment in the school in the infinite campus comments they were more likely to go ahead and do that assignment and let me know that they had that they had done it so they can get a grade well Schoology has that built in so the gradebook in Schoology when something is missing they just have to click on the assignment right there in the platform. So that makes that a lot easier. Also, uh, we still have comments in Schoology, like we did in IC, but the leaving comments in the, uh, for the grades also helps. Um, and you just have to let them know that you wrote a comment there because they don't always look at the, or they don't always open their grade right, book. Right. But we're getting them trained and we're also getting the parents um, to all uh, down, or to all sign up for the um, updates and digest and great, missing grades. And they, the parents can opt to get a daily digest, a weekly digest. But they have to sign up for it. It doesn't come to them automatically. So, um, so just getting that communicated to the parents with this new learning management system, that has helped a lot. When some kids turn in a like something that's open-ended and kind of creative, you can share one with the class. And um, not only does that kind of uh, remind them that they've got something going on, um, also they can get an idea of my expectations. Oh, and... like an exemplar. Yes. Oh, yes. gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And if I have, <laughs> I don't have a lot of exemplars from like past classes, right. um, but if I because I did, I taught sixth grade, but it was two years ago. So, um, so translating things over to the virtual world. And um, so sometimes my exemplars will just be the early submissions. Gotcha. And, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so that, sense. so giving feedback, I mean, positive feedback. Um, I wouldn't pull up somebody's work that, you know, looked terrible. And talk, but that's and a go. learning tool too, though, because well, I do that a lot. And um, <laughs> the race, the race strategy. Yeah, if you, um, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to violate any student's trust or anything, but you know, um, well, um, 
if some sometimes kids will they'll be asking a question about something and I'll be well would you share your screen gotcha. yeah, with yeah, the yeah, class yeah. Yes. and then um, I can walk them through yeah. their questions and other kids can see how to do the thing and um, and there's so many uh, there's so many reasons that kids might miss the mark in virtual school um, with the with so much technology, with our new learning management system, yeah. and then um, there, there's so much beyond the content that you're not really sure if they if the problem is the content when right. they when they don't get a good grade. Right. You're not sure right. if the problem is the content <laughs> right. or all the other little um logistics that um then lead up to that lead up to actually turning in an assignment and showing what you know and that you can see like how long they've um, been on an assignment do you ever share hey johnny i noticed you were doing this for two minutes um uh, okay yes i have okay. when they've said i didn't understand and i'm and i'll look at their I'll look at the grade and it'll say one minute. Gotcha. Like, yeah. what, so what exactly is your question? <laughs> and what exactly do you think, you know, how long do you think you should spend reading the instruction? That right. kind of thing. Right. We've had a lot of conferences and, um, and whenever we do, um, it's always, we all, almost always <laughs> see some improvement just because um, there's just an element that the parents weren't understanding. Right. And uh, for example, uh, we had a student who wasn't really doing anything in class and his mom, and he was often late to class and he was in and out of the Zoom meeting. And his mom didn't understand that he would have work to do outside of the Zoom meeting. Mm. And so our point was, um, well, ideally, they don't. And ideally, if they do have work outside of the Zoom meeting, it's a few minutes. So that concludes our conversation with, his, with Mrs. Reed. She did um, an excellent job of communicating some of the challenges uh, that our virtual teachers are facing, giving student feedback, but also um, some great opportunities uh, for, for teachers to learn from, especially if they're brick and mortar and they have to switch to a virtual learning environment. Um, so first of all, um, like like we just heard her say, student conferencing, it's especially with the student and the parent is very important because too often, you know, when the parents are at work, they're a little um, confused about, you know, when things are due and how to access things and your, your late work policy so student conferencing does seem to work um, in to, to improve um, student uh, engagement um, in the virtual learning space. And, you know, again, the parents need feedback as well, not just the students. Uh, number two, leave gradebook comments wherever you can, um, regardless of whatever your learning platform is. If you're able to leave comments in the gradebook, um, that, that seems to be extremely helpful. Um, number three, 
uh, allow the students to share their screens from time to time and, and, uh, and allow them to kind of showcase their work, right? So allow the students to give feedback to other kids saying, hey, hey guys, this is what I did to, to get a distinguished grade on this assignment. This is how I approached it. Uh, you know, the teacher need to release some of that control and allow the students to kind of step forward and shine. First question to you, Ms. Watson, is uh, how are you using PBIS with your students and are you noticing a change in their behaviors? Well, first and foremost, we're using PBIS, but we're doing a two-part system here on Team 6B. We're using Class Dojo, which is a behavior tracker which allows us to give points. And so what we do at the end of the semester, we transfer those points over to PBIS. And what that allows us to do is to track when our kids are coming in on time, when they have their cameras on, when they've done something well, and their parents get that immediate feedback in Class Dojo. So we link those two together and just transfer those um, points over to PBIS, which at that point, students can turn in their points for fun and crazy things. Like for example, this week I did a lunch and fun with Ms. Watson, where Ms. Watson embarrasses herself by singing many karaoke songs and by dancing to songs that um, Ms. Watson cannot dance to. And we also did a team um, <laughs> go noodle event where we uh, had a competition and we all did um, a song where we danced. And so it was me against Mrs. Pope and Mrs. Ammons and uh, Pope Mr. Can Hall. Dance. And uh, the students got to watch us on Zoom and That's they got nice. to vote on which which one of us could dance the best. And which we all decided that it was Mr. Hall and we crowned him king of the dance hall <laughs> because uh, our students said that he won. So we're just trying to find outside of the box ways and strategies to encourage our students to come. I will say that when we did our little Zoom um, dance, you know, challenge, our kids were blowing up the chat to oh. the point where we had to shut it down um, because they were just, go Pope, go Watson, 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 Watson. Um, so, you know, student engagement on our team is really huge. I think for us it is successful because the parents get to see immediately what their child is doing. And so when we give them a point in Dojo, it actually sends a note to the parent saying your student just got a point for having his camera on. Your student just got a point for having, you know, for completing their homework, you know. And so it helps because the parents can now say, oh, you did these things in class today. Um, and it helps them to stay on task and our entire team is doing that so it's not just me but they can see how they're doing in all four of their core classes at once and then again we just take those points and put them into pbis so you you mentioned something very unique so what was the 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 rationale behind supplementing pbis with class dojo so the rationale behind it was it gives us an opportunity to di to directly communicate with their parents 
they can download the app. And so with the app, if, if you know, I have something that's going on, I can just send the parent a quick text saying, you know, your child is doing this, this, and that. And they have the opportunity to respond. Um, it was just a good way to track good and bad behavior, whereas with PBIS, you're only supposed to note their good right. behavior. So we needed something that we could show our parents that when, you know, let's say if we have a uh, review and we have a mom or dad there, we can um, see a chart and the chart can say, oh, well, your child is on time 96% of the time. So we wanted to look at the data from that um, standpoint, but not hurt their PBIS score. Gotcha. So for the virtual world, it was very important for us to be able to give that type of feedback to their moms and dads so they could see when they are in class, how are they exactly participating. I think at the end of the day, what, what really is important to me is that if I talk to a parent, I can show them actual graphed documentation of what is going on inside of my classroom with their child. And I feel like that is always going to stand at the end of the day, regardless right. if that child is doing a good job or if that child needs to, you know, improve. When I can walk into a meeting and say, your child is on task 71% of the time. <laughs> and I have the dates yeah. that they weren't on task and the days that they weren't on task and I can just show them that chart depth. Yeah. There's no way that parent can argue with me. <laughs> Data is data. You know, no, because no matter data, the platform. You know, so gotcha. it really helps the parents to say, oh, well, what were they doing on this day? You know, or, oh, I noticed across the board, all of your teachers are saying you're off task. Because remember, our entire team is doing it. So the, the, the usage reports and things like that, you, you share that with the students and the parents. The, well, the parents can log in and see it. The students... If, you know, their parent has said, okay, can also create their own account as well. And they can log in and see it. Wow. So it's not something that we hide. It's not something that, oh, gotcha. at the end of the nine week surprise. Yeah. You know, you pretty much know what you've been doing in class. So, um, yeah. Right. <laughs> 
Thank you so much, Ms. Watson, for a great conversation there. Um, if we had to summarize our, our conversation, um, I think we can kind of pin it down to, to three to four crucial uh, components. And number one is just emphasizing the human component in a virtual learning environment. Uh, through everything that Ms. Watson talked about, it really centered around fostering and nurturing and developing relationships with your kids, however possible, you know eat lunch you know zoom with them you know just just to relax before we get into teaching zoom with them just to give them uh some a safe space just to have them communicate with somebody besides whoever is in their house um i think is a great point that 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 we just can't afford to to overlook here is even in a virtual learning space we're all people and 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 we still deserve to be you know treated with compassion and you know we deserve to feel like we are cared for so thank you ms watson for for just reminding of us reminding us of that piece secondly don't be afraid to supplement your your learning platform with something else so whatever wherever you fall short in your current learning management system feel free to explore um your other options there that still uh give your students immediate feedback but then also you can use it as a sort of progress monitoring piece for a future parent-teacher conference. So in our case, uh, our PBIS reward system, we're tracking positive behaviors. Whereas Class Dojo, you can also track some of those negative behaviors as well. So feel free to pair your learning management platform with something else out there that can still fulfill the needs um, that you need either academically or behaviorally. Um, and then last but not least, incentivize the kids you know um and, and that still works towards fostering those relationships all right right now we have ms lassiter who's going to contribute to our conversation about student feedback in a virtual learning environment what advice would you give to teachers that have to shift to virtual instruction my biggest advice is be available for your students offer extra help sessions, offer times where students feel that they can come talk to you when they might not speak in the classroom. Um, praise the students a lot. Give lots of praise and incentives. Talk to them. See how they're doing. Encourage chats. Um, I encourage them to talk to me and ask questions. I've also utilized an app called Jamboard for math instruction, and that's been really helpful to allow me to work with students and be able to look over their shoulders at what they're doing. Encourage um, group participation, breakout rooms, interactions, and praising students as they interact amongst their peers. You indicated that you've only given text-based feedback. Is there a reason why you prefer that method? I prefer text-based feedback, honestly, because I don't like talking into a computer. I don't like making videos or comments, even though I do it consistently. And I also find if I'm grading at home or out while I'm waiting for my children to finish events, I can easily give that feedback right away without talking and people hearing me. We'll use my Apple Pencil and I'll circle students' work that's incorrect, leave feedback into how they can make improvements on their assignments. Also, when I see a student perform poorly on assignment in the comment section in the gradebook, 
I'll put a comment as to what they need to do and how I can improve it, how they can improve it. With this section, you heard Ms. Lassiter talk about the flexibility of giving text-based feedback. And even as a teacher, if you're mobile and on the road as a teacher, you can still give feedback to your students while you're, you know, with your own kids as well. So um, thank you, Ms. Lassiter, for, for pointing out the, the benefits of giving text-based feedback. And now we're going to switch gears and talk to Mrs. Busby. What advice would you give to teachers that have to switch to virtual instruction? Um, um, be flexible and uh, um, be open and make sure that you um, provide the needs of the students and be willing to do that. And just have a positive attitude about virtual and know that it's to help students in a different kind of, of different kind of way. So just, you know, be positive and, and, um, you know, have a just enthusiastic <laughs> attitude about it and just go and do what you need to do as though you were in brick and mortar. Mm -hmm. Can you explain how you are able to give feedback to your virtual students? Okay, I'm able to give feedback to them um, written, orally, um, through, uh, I use the, my virtual screen, I, you know, type their information uh, based on what they have completed in the class. Um, so feedback is orally, is also written with the students. Um, we have one-on-one -on -one, uh, work sessions during the breakout groups. So, yeah. How are you giving PBIS rewards to your virtual students? What behaviors are you rewarding? Okay, so I have my screen up throughout the classwork work period. And as the students are working on their assignments, I give them um, points for being respectful, for being responsible, being safe. Um, if they're engaged in the class session, if they come to class on time, um, their collaboration, working together. Um, so holistically, when they come into the classroom, they get points, and throughout the class period, they'll get points at the end. All right, and to close out this podcast, we heard from our um, sixth grade virtual teacher, Ms. Busby, and she just reemphasized the need to being flexible, uh, being positive, um, but also she she really just um, kind of spoke to the, the humanity of our situation right now. And so uh, we just need to just, just make sure that, you know what, even though we're virtual, we're still trying to do the best that we can for our kids. And um, on that note, this is Mr. Carby signing out.